So I just got to Cape Town. So on my way to Cape Town, obviously I had to fly via airplane to get here. Usually I'm very prepared. So this trip I had some uh, soft boiled eggs, a bit of leftover steak that I had before I flew. It was a day flight and everything was going pretty smoothly until about four hours left in the flight. It was getting late. Um, I got pretty hungry. So I ate some airplane food. To some, this might not seem like a very big deal, but to somebody like myself who has struggled with food addiction for majority of my life, in the past, this would have knocked me off track completely. This would have just absolutely made me binge for like a whole week on absolute rubbish because I would have thought, you know what? My mentality going into this is, oh, okay, well, you know what? I've had some airplane food. Let me just go crazy and just uh, fill the gap, so to speak, with all the food that I can find. Now, a lot has changed since then. And just to give you context, this is what I look like, you know, prior to 2014. Let's just call this guy Fat Josh. And Fat Josh was that kid that would just go rampant on anything that was in the fridge. Anything that looked really good, he would consume. Enter the term metabolic flexibility. Metabolic flexibility is essentially your ability as a person who's healing through diet to occasionally indulge in life's simple pleasures. The foods that are available to you that you maybe don't even think about, but Every now and again, everyone's human, we get a craving, you know, whether it's cake, peanut butter, chocolate, milkshakes, whatever it is, we all have cravings that occasionally we just want to indulge in. And metabolic flexibility gives you or is the sense that you can enjoy occasionally life's simple pleasures without having it completely knock you off track. So I often see in my circle, which is the animal-based carnivore keto community, you get these perfect people that follow it to the book and everything's perfect. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. And in fact, let me layer it a bit. In the context of healing yourself, that is a very good thing. So to start off when you're healing yourself from numerous gut issues and food addiction like myself, it's important to go very strict in the beginning, a period of time where you are not having any plant material, any processed junk, any seed oils, anything really that would throw you off track. But eventually, you, your goal should be to get to a state of metabolic flexibility where you can, like me, airplane example, I indulged in the airplane food it was some bread thing that I don't even know what it was, probably filled with seed oils and carbs and processed junk. But your goal is to get to a point where you can have that and not have that knock you off track. So for instance, that evening, I just had some steak, which my mom so kindly got for me at the airport. The next day I woke up, had bacon and eggs, and it's like nothing happened. I got straight back on track and I went on with my life. But it has taken me a very, very long time to get to that point. And I wanna, I wanna acknowledge that. I wanna, I wanna highlight that because again, if you are somebody who is 
coming to an animal-based keto diet for healing purposes, especially gut issues, it takes a long time to get there. And let's not forget food addiction, you know, don't fool yourself if you are still healing. Don't fool yourself in thinking that you can listen to my piece of, you know, N equals one advice and just go and indulge. And because who knows, you might go off the rails, but that's for you to decide at the end of the day. So I got this terminology from Mark Sisson who wrote a brilliant book called The Keto Reset Diet. He basically said having metabolic flexibility means you can depart from ideal food choices now and then and then get right back into the groove. Such an underrated concept, but it's so important because we are humans, we walk the streets where there are just thousands and thousands of different food choices and things available to us that are tempting us at all the time. But anybody who has indulged in the ketogenic meat-based side of things knows that the reason why the diet works so well is because it keeps you so satiated all the time. You are constantly full, you always have energy, you don't crave foods very often, but every now and then, every now and then you get that craving for something. And I sometimes think that denying that constantly, denying your cravings constantly is not always the best thing to do. If you seriously are craving something, like I'm talking, sometimes I have the craving, I'm, I'm living in Europe at the moment, I'm living in Amsterdam, it's an amazing city. Sometimes I crave like the best French croissant or like with the freshest jam or a strip waffle or something that is just caught my eye and I just really want it and I'll maybe have it like once I don't know once a month or once in a blue moon I will indulge in that and I'll just satisfy that craving but I know I am metabolically flexible because I know that one that food choice or that indulgence is no longer filling a void and two I can get right back on track after I've had it and I think there's something to say about when you do have these cravings, it's not like a Domino's pizza or some generic food item. It's like you want the best of whatever it is. If it's the best Italian pizza that your town makes that you have once every two weeks with your family and your loved ones and you enjoy it, then fucking do it, you know? Have the best. Have the best fresh French croissant you can get and enjoy it. And that that is important because that's a part of community and everyday life you don't want to be you don't want to let your diet and your perfect carnivorous way of eating impact your social life too much because let's not forget we're very social creatures and you don't want to get to the point where you are disregarding a lot of social activities just because you maybe don't like the food or you can't eat something or something along those lines so an important part of healing i think is flowing with life um, finding out what's working for you. But then again, I'm just coming at that from my perspective and everyone's healing journey is different. No one can tell you how to fundamentally heal yourself. Your body has wisdom within it. And if you give it the right environment to heal itself, it will do its job and it will heal. The reason why I'm saying this is because when I was, when I went serious carnivore in the beginning of 2020, uh, when the plague hit, I got a bunch of weird responses from family members, which is to be expected, uh, and friends sort of thing, 
you know the odd question like oh you kind of avocados like what like you kind of avos what 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 are you talking about but you know i kind of knew that i just had to go through that process and it it helped those difficult times of thinking that you are getting rejected so to speak from people that are asking questions about your way of living reinforced this this ability inside me to be metabolically flexible now so what this means is that you know now i do eat avos maybe twice a week three times a week i enjoy avos now you know it's i, I train I, I do crossfit six times a week so the little bit of carbs uh, does help me when things do get really intense but at that point in time when I was healing, I wasn't having any of it. I, I just decided, no, I don't want to. But as time went on, my diet and my life evolved. And you get to a point where your healing just goes in a stage with the way you are going about things. So nobody can tell you really you know, how to heal and the things that you need to do to heal at a fundamental level. So I hope this is of some benefit to you. Please let me know if it was. I think this is a very underrated and important concept. Um, you know, having a bit of bread every now and again because you are just craving it. Cool. But let me know. I mean, is it working for you? What is working for you? In fact, I chatted to Judy Cho, an amazing episode with her, which I'll link below. She is a full abstainer. She, she has decided that for her healing and her level of depression and anxiety and eating disorders that she experienced, she realized that, hang on, I just prefer abstaining from it all. So she's she's a brilliant example of somebody who's decided because she knows herself to that level. I, on the other hand, thrive in a bit more of a variety and I like to change things up a bit. So I do occasionally eat rice. I do occasionally have a bit of a treat every now and again. But let me tell you that that is just incomparable to the to the sheer consistency that I have throughout my diet, which is 90% of my diet is red meats, it is eggs, it is bacon, it is animal-based food. So I'm not, you know, in any way, shape, or form really derailing myself to the extent that it influences my long-term strategy of dieting thank you so much for listening if you did enjoy this please like subscribe comment it really does go a long way to help people find my work and i hope you enjoyed this it's an honor to walk this path with you i will catch you in the next episode cheers for now